This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. It's the Dairy Brothers Tribecast for another week, everybody. Welcome in on WaitingForNextYear.com. Matt and Todd with you on a Monday, April the 26th. In what was a pretty rough week, let's be honest, for the Tribe, uh, salvaging one game yesterday in the four-game series against the Yankees, now two games below 500 at 9-11, and 11, and scheduled on getting easier. A very angry, sick, and not playing very well, and due to playing better, Twins team comes in tonight for three, and then the White Sox back in Chicago next weekend. Matt and Todd with you, brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, brought to you by BreakingT.com. Todd, I was uh, yesterday, man. Uh, good that you and your daughter got got us a victory, but man, there's still a lo- there's still a ways to go with this baseball team. Whether it's hitting the baseball, whether it's off the field, uh, there, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of things we got to touch on today. This was not a great week to be a, a Cleveland baseball team fan, to say the least. Uh, I can say that uh, yesterday, Sunday's game was very good. I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed it after, you know, the first few Tyon went through the, the uh, first, you know, the first round of the order pretty easy and we were down three, nothing. And just things just, it just seemed like the weekend was spiraling out of control. And, and, and I tweeted this and I texted you and the executive producer, Jeremy, this team needed a three run Homer about as badly as I can ever remember a team needing a three run Homer, especially this Indian team. And Fran Mio Reyes delivered, which, you know, in that four run inning, which ended up, you know, being the difference in the game, which was great, but overall just a frustrating, frustrating week. Um, I went Thursday and Sunday, both games were freezing, might I add, but uh, I- I'm looking for reasons to be optimistic and there are some things there, but there's also a lot of things that are frustrating me, and I don't know how we're going to uh, uh, overcome them, I guess. Let's start with this. Um, today is Monday, and again, the Twins are coming in for a 6-10 game. We'll get you all the pitching matchups. We'll talk about the offense. We'll talk about the pitching. But let's just get to this announcement right away. Um, if you listen... Right for it, right now. Let's just get it out of the way. And let me just, before you make your announcement... Let me just tell the audience that uh, Matt texted myself and the executive producer this weekend that he he was possibly going to have a major announcement on Monday. I said, I don't want to know. Break the news to me on on Monday on the podcast. Let's 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 get it organically happening. And I can't wait to hear about it. So, well, I mean, with that said, let's do this. OK, what do you got? we watch every pitch, both of us ever, you know, the, some of the diehards, some of our, 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 our regular listeners. Um, and, and we appreciate their support. Uh, I'm done watching this baseball team if Jake Bowers is going to be in the lineup. Uh, if Jake Bowers is not designated for assignment today, uh, I won't be watching tonight, and I won't be watching in the future. I'm done. I, I don't want to see oh, him playing oh, anymore. Shit. I don't. Like me saying I'm not going to the open. Stop. No. no. We, we knew that was crap. I boycotted before. One day. I'll give you one day. No, I'm I, I'm I'm not saying I'm done with the team, and I'm not saying I'm done not paying attention. I will pay attention. I have the MLB app. I have in play run, in play out. 
I, I checked that. I mean, yesterday I went and and, and bought. Uh, I made two runs with my wife to to Walmart at M fifty nine and, and I ninety four. Oh yeah, the nine fo and uh, and got mulch yesterday because I couldn't sit. And when it was three nothing, I'm like, I got to get out of this house. I can't. I have to try to try something here. And I said, you want mulch? Let's go. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I and I and I went Hammy and Rosie the the Rosie. Uh, 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 the the uh, the Rosie Rally inning when the Indians scored four. Maybe it was because I changed the scenery. But all honesty, Todd, Jake Bowers should not be on this team anymore. And if the Indians are serious about contending and, and being in this thing and still trying to win as they retool a little bit, he shouldn't be on the team anymore. And so if, if the lineup comes out tonight at 3 o'clock or whatever this afternoon on Twitter and his name is in there, because they're facing a right-handed pitcher in Jose Barrios. Uh, even if he's still on the team, he should be gone. Enough. Enough already. I don't care if it's Bobby Bradley brought up. I don't care if it's Daniel Johnson. I don't care if it's Owen Miller, who I'd love to see right now. The kid played some first base in the spring. Bring him up. But, but Jake Bowers is terrible. I don't need to read the stats. I don't need to look at slash lines. I don't need to see that there are three teams who have pitchers in the National League that have higher... Uh, 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 percentages of slash lines or whatever higher slash line than the Indians' first base spot. It's embarrassing. Get this guy off the team. He's not good. He doesn't belong. And if we're serious about winning, then I'm, I'm serious about not watching. I won't, I'll, I'll look at my phone, but I, I can't sit down and I did 610 and, and look myself in the mirror and go, man, I'm going to give this team three hours of my time if he's still here. Enough. DFAM today. Enough. That's it. Rant over. Now let me let me respond. And I'm not no no I'm I'm not going to defend Jake Bowers. I want him gone too. We've seen enough. Tom Hamilton said it the week before the season started to us on this here podcast. What more do you have to see? That was his direct quote. I couldn't agree more. It, it, he shouldn't have broken camp with the team. I understand the rationale of why they wanted him to, but he's terrible, like you said. So there's no point in keeping him around. I think, and you and I know, and, and we have talked to people that uh, um, have told us, this is not a, a Terry Francona decision. This is a front office decision. Tito yesterday started Josh Naylor in first base for the first time uh, um, non-interleague uh, non, uh, play all year long when he had his DH. So I think that that is a very telling sign. I think that the fact that the offense looked so bad all weekend again. It, okay, you, you lose to Garrett Cole 2-1, to one, fine. You're right, going to lose right. to Garrett Cole 2-1. Sure. I have no problem with that. But when you score three runs against the wife beater Domingo Herman in the first inning and then fail to get uh, uh, anything else scratched across the rest of the game, and then the next night Jordan Montgomery gives up three runs in the first inning and looks terrible – and the Indians then decide to get absolutely nothing against Lucas Lutke and Darren O'Day. I mean, that was atrocious. Atrocious. They they literally had one hit against Lucas Lutke, Darren O'Day, Chad Green, and Aroldis Chapman the rest of the way after that after Jordan Montgomery left the game. Something has to change. And Josh Naylor moving to first base is kind of domino number one, which tells me that Daniel Johnson is most likely going to be here. I'm hoping 
by the time people listen to this podcast, Daniel Johnson will be up and Jake Byers will be DFA. Because yeah. I do think, and this is kind of tied in because it's all the rosters, but Sam Hedges looked really good yesterday and pitched really well. And right now they're carrying an extra arm, but I think they need to carry that extra arm because the way the starting rotation has been outside of Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali. I mean, look, Sam Hengis did a great job yesterday, by the way. Big Sam, love him, love him. And, and, and he could end up being in the rotation sooner than later uh, if Logan Allen keeps pitching the way he does and Cal Quantrill's been a little iffy in the pen. I like Tenchus, but that's neither here nor there. I'm I'm with you about Daniel Johnson. Let's hope we're recording this at 11:40 on a Monday that the the Indians are going to make this move and that they're going to tell Bowers and not, look. You gave him till April 26th. All right, the season started in late March. It's been three weeks or whatever. It's been three and a half weeks. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. Because if you are if you are serious about winning and you still are going for it, then then there's no reason to play. Jake Bowers anymore. If if this is a complete rebuild year and you're just saving money and and, and prepping for a, a baseball work stoppage next year, fine. Let us know that. Be transparent. Um, but but all signs point to me is this team can compete. If you look at the American League, you look at the run differentials. A lot of teams are all in the same type of spot. The Indians have a better run differential than the A's, and the A's have like the best record in in, in the American League. So look at it and see. Teams aren't hitting, but the Indians are the worst team in baseball in the American League in batting average, and the bullpen's been lights out. Pitching, starting pitching's had its moments. Um, the, the guy can't do it. I mean, three-two count the other day against Garrett Cole, and he actually put up a decent at bat, but he doesn't hit the ball hard. Uh, I know he plays better defense than Naylor and, and Yu Chang, but I'm tired of watching a lot of these four-A bit utility players on our team. That trot out every day. You're right, Todd. Daniel Johnson should get a chance. He should get a chance. And the other thing is, listen, Yu Chang kind of is what he is. The the first base position is a position in major in the majors where you can find somebody who can produce at a cheap number. Like a CJ Crone, for example, won't cost you much. Mitch Moreland was on the you know, was sitting out there forever. You don't think that this team with Mitch Moreland at first base would would have been much better? And what do you think Mitch Moreland would have cost you? Uh, one year and $3 million, maybe? You know what I mean? The, yeah, he's, he's not yeah. playing at Oakland. He also happens to be a gold glove well, first base. He had, a, he, had a walk-off, he had a walk-off hit for the A's last week against the unnamed team. He is a professional player. That, that's what I'm saying. He's, a, he's above average. He's an average to above average player. Jake, Power, Jake Bowers is not that. He's, he's below average. Yes. And I saw I saw our good friend Mike Hattery and, and Gage Will having this conversation, and, uh, and it's very interesting. Cesar Hernandez is off to a slow start. He's he's in a lot of bad luck. He's he's hit the ball hard a ton, just right at people. He has had a lot of bad luck for sure. But you know the Indians gave him a free agent deal, um, and when you when they were loaded with guys who could play second base and shortstop, and again. I like Cesar Hernandez, and I'm happy that he's on the team because right. you need some veteran. Right. He's, 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 and he was good, but he's a credible player. Worse? He's got a track record. Yes, but would it have made more sense to have Owen Miller be your second baseman right now, making no money, and given you know one year and three million to a guy like Mitch Moreland? But, you know, would the team be better off than than 
Yu Chang and Jake Bowers, that's what you're tr- – do you remember when we were kids when first base was Cecil Fielder and Mark McGuire and Jack Clark and, you know, all these guys were big, powerful home run hitters and Donnie Bay, Don Mattingly and, you know, first base was an offensive position. So was corner outfield. Man, for, wait, wait, hold on, Todd. First base was an offensive position two years ago in this fucking city with an all-star in Carlos Santana, who you let walk to a division opponent. He's gone to Kansas City, hit second, had a two-run single yesterday, and they're in first place. What about what about bringing him? Why wouldn't you brought him back? I'll tell you why. Because he got two years and $14 million from the Royals, huh. and nobody was giving him that money. You and I, you, you. This, this is revisionist history. You and I both wanted him back for sure. Absolutely, Maybe. absolutely. But we weren't paying seven million dollars a year to Carlos Santana at age thirty-five, coming off of his shit year. <laughs> well, I don't know the when conversations. Royals signed him. You and I laughed. We did, we did. But now that you look at it, you say that was a very smart signing by them. Absolutely. And, and they were and, looking for veterans. And he's and, a, and, and he's still a really good team. and he's yeah. still a really good player. And and and, oh, and you know what else? John Sherman owns that team and actually has money. Hey now. <sighs> All right, I don't want to beat the bang the drum to the point where it's broken, but the bottom line is a move needs to be made today. Um, enough's enough. Jake Bowers has had his chance. Uh, there's a reason he didn't play all of last year and was and was buried in the alternate site. Uh, we we heard about his effort and 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 the choppiness of it in 2019. Let's move along. And look, if if the best player at the alternate site in terms of hitting, and I know they played exhibition games. I saw Owen Miller hit a home run the other day against Louisville. I know Daniel Johnson's been okay there. Pluto Road over the weekend. Bobby Bradley has struggled. It's hard sometimes to get the box scores from those games, but. Uh, Bradley had a, a two strikeout game the other day. Bring up the guy. And, and I don't care if Owen Miller has a first baseman's mitt. Then let's bring him up. I don't care who it. Is. Josh Naylor. L- sorry, I know that's your boy Todd, but he had a horrible week. I don't know what he's doing. What he's swinging at. He tried to catch a ball yesterday barehanded. Like, like what are you doing, man? Like, I I want Naylor to be good, and 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 I do think he hits the ball hard, but. Man, we we need to start scoring some runs because the pressure put on these starting pitchers. There's a reason Tristan McKenzie is squeezing the baseball a little bit more and, and trying to be too perfect. It's not fair to this starting pitching and to this bullpen, which by the way is number one in baseball in inherited runners. That's awesome. No one's coming in when these guys. No one's coming home when these guys come in. The, the, these guys out of the pen, and that's that's a huge sign. By the way, do you know who number two is in baseball in inherited runners uh, bullpen? I did. I I think it's, the, it's not the Yankees. It's the Yankees, isn't it? No, it's the Pirates. The Buckos? How about that? Their the pens. Pirates? Their pens decent. Name me one reliever on that team. I know Richard Rodriguez. Yeah, Richard Rodriguez. He's, uh, the he's only a closer. Name. Uh, still in the Stratton. Pirates? Stratton. Chris Stratton or somebody like that. Is there a yeah, Chris? He used to be on the Giants. He's out what about, there. Uh, what about? Uh, who else was in that pen besides Stan Belinda? I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> pull another name. <laughs> oh, back in the day, you mean? What about Kent Tocolvi? Should we go way back? Bob Walk. <laughs> That's right. We could talk some old 70s pitchers like Underwood. Why don't we uh, talk about uh, Johnny Vandermeer a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got I got sucked in. Uh, for some odd reason, um, the TAM feed on the MLB app went out yesterday as I was driving. And so, and 
I have a serious XM beef that I need to get to because they cut off my baseball. They're making me pay for it, but I have it on the app. You know why? Because you're a quote unquote, it's the dumbest company ever. Because if you have serious, then you don't get baseball. But if you have an XM radio, you can get baseball. No, I, I have an XM. one company for a decade. No, I have an XM radio and I've had baseball for two years in my car, but now I got an email saying, up oh, April 17th, you got to buy the, the bonus package for two ninety nine a month or whatever. So, I can get all the games on my phone, so I just put my phone. You know, I got Bluetooth. I just, I just hit the, you know, the button, and I can hear the games. Yeah. But Hammy and Rosie went out yesterday for a half inning, so I had to put on FAN and listen to uh, John Sterling and Susan Waldman, and that was just painful. That was just painful. Oh my gosh! You know, remember Jerry Eisenberg wrote a column back in 1966. Uh, it'll be a one-one ball outside, and he said that uh, Andre Thornton. Do you remember Thunder Thornton? Oh, I remember him, John. Oh, my God, it was, like, freaking painful. But the offense has got to get going, Todd. Man, Fran Mill Reyes' home run yesterday, and you just said it earlier. What a jolt in the arm. Him him telling the crowd to get up as he's rounding the bases, that's what we needed in a worse way. I mean, there's a guy with energy. There's There's some guys on this team not playing with that same kind of energy, you know? I agree, and I, I think I said it on this podcast either last week or two weeks ago. He's the key, man. When he's going, things are good. It just seems like they sit back and they wait for Jose Ramirez or Framiel Reyes to bail them out, right? Like that. It, 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 I feel like I say this to you guys on the text all the time, or when I'm sitting here watching the game. You know, I keep saying, "God, it's like they sit here and wait for Jose Ramirez to do something, and if he doesn't, they're fucked." You know, it's it's like it just. They've got to get some production from the bottom of that, or it's the. And Roberto Perez is having a decent year. I mean, if you know, don't look at his batting average. Look at the, you know the the advanced statistics. But seven, eight, nine. It's just you're getting nothing from the first base position at all. And then there's always some sort of other hole in there. I mean, you know, whether it's Naylor or you know, I mean, listen, I want Naylor to be good. I really do. I put Naylor and Cal Quantrill, ironically, came over in the same trade, and I put them in the same category. I really, really want these two to be good, and I really don't know. Naylor, Naylor's very frustrating to me because you could see that it's there, but he just, I don't know if he's it's a lack of maturity or focus or what, but he just seems to kind of, it's like he comes up in a big spot and he's like, I'm going to swing. As hard as I possibly can, <laughs> right, right. And I don't care where the pitch is. He swung at one. He struck out. I don't. No, it was on three. I, it was after the Ray. It was after the Reyes triple. Uh, yes, the first, the first triple. I don't remember if it was against Herman or Montgomery. And he came up and hacked it three pitches in a row. And on the third strike, literally the ball was at his head. And then he just, and then he just walked to the dugout. It's like eyes he swung at. What are you like? What are you doing, man? Because at the at the beginning of the year, he had really good at bats, and he was spraying the ball all over the field, and now he's back to being this just 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 windmill. He he, you could tell like he wants it so badly. It's just I don't know if if should we get Van Bo to work with him? You know, look, nobody look if you, ever in every city right now, except about a handful, every phone caller to every sports station is fire the hitting coach because two strike approaches around major league baseball. And I was flipping yesterday early before I went on my mulch run, uh, by the way, uh, Brown mulch, just a dollar 99 a bag at Walmart. Um, so 
I was watching the I was flipping between the unnamed team, yes, and the very important, and the tribe. And the unnamed team and the Royals, they're all doing the same thing. It was Danny Duffy early against Michael Fulmer. And these guys on two with two strikes, like if there's a pitch away, remember the old days of poking it to the right side and seeing if it yeah, could no find a hole? So Everybody's bad. just swinging so hard with two strikes. Even though I stayed up late to watch the Padres Padres Dodgers last night. I couldn't I had to fall I ended up falling asleep. But some of these approaches with two strikes, it's just I'm just gonna hack. And it's like, whatever happened to putting the ball in play? The game is boring. No one puts a ball in play. You know what that reminds me of? Swing and sway your vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The insaner entertainer. How we mix that in. Jeremy's going to drive off the road when he hears this. Mike, sir, you'll will enjoy that one too. No, but 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 you're right. The the approach. Everybody. Well, if you look at the numbers now, offensive numbers, the first month of the season in April are the worst they've been in 20 years. It's because everybody either wants to hit a home run, is, is trying to hit a home run, or it's, it's home run or strikeout, home run or strikeout. And, and doesn't it seem like every pitcher, like when we were kids, well, there wasn't a radar gun, but no, someone threw 98. We're like, oh my God, that guy throws 98. Now it's like everybody throws 98. You know, Trevor Steffen, 98. You know, we got him in the Rule 5 draft, for God's sakes. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's nuts. So uh, the approaches aren't as good, and that's why a guy like Owen Miller, who you hear is just a contact machine, would be really good on this team right now because they really could use another guy like that. And it's a lot to put on a young guy who's never played, you know, and, and is you know, and, and we, we hasn't even taken the AAA at bat. This year yet because the season hasn't started, but no, I, but 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 he but he but he's not he's not Gabe Arias he's not nineteen he's not twenty one no, he's no. twenty he's twenty four I think he I think he's ready everybody has said he's ready everybody we've talked to has said he's ready and here's the problem. remember he was a higher rated prospect with the Padres two years ago than Jay Cronenworth was and Cronenworth's now the everyday second baseman in San Diego so all he needs is a chance. Right, but where are you going to give him that chance? And and that's why I come back to that conversation that we had earlier about the second base and bringing Cesar Hernandez back, which I'm, I'm again, I love Cesar Hernandez and I'm glad he's on the team and I like having an added veteran bat and, again, I'm a fan. But where's he going to play? He's not going to play third base. You know, he, I don't think he's going to play shortstop because you got uh, Andres Jimenez and your boy Ahmed, who you can't stand if you want to have that conversation. <laughs> Cesar Hernandez is playing every day at second base. First base is a black hole, but God knows if he's even played first base. We don't know if he's ever played in the outfield before. We don't know if they're try- having him shag five balls and you know at the alternate site. I mean, it's, so it's it's a tough spot. It's easier to go to Daniel Johnson first because he's had a taste of the majors. He's a he's been he's ready. I mean, let's be honest here. We I mean, you know how long he's been in the Indians organization. The Indians traded got him in the trade. Jan Gomes. So he's been in this organization now for how many years? Is that? Three. Three years. So if there's a guy to go to, it's it's got to be him. He had a good spring. All, all reports are that he's hitting the ball well. You, can, you could plug him in anywhere in that outfield immediately. And let's get it going. I want to see my man DJ. Let's, let's, let's give well, him some chance. I, I agree. He got he got, he got a very, very little opportunity last year. He didn't play well, but again, total raw deal. last year was... 14 at-bats. 14 at bat. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough sample size, especially with no fans in the stands and that kind of that 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 just sour taste in your mouth going out to the ballpark. 
and going out to the field with no one in the stands. It's cre- it was creepy. And um, no, he deserves he deserves an opportunity, and I would be all for it. I think that would be the move. I think you do it today. He'd be he'd be in the lineup tonight against Barrios, a, a righty, and we're gonna we'll go over the pitching matchups, but we're gonna be seeing. Uh, you know, a couple of lefties this week, but you give them that opportunity. And to be honest, Jordan Luplo playing right and Naylor at first for now, I get it. Jordan Luplo has has been a, a nice surprise this year, especially against right-handed pitchers. Uh, uh, delivered another big hit yesterday. I know it was Nick Nelson, but still, uh, a ha- hang and bang, played a little wall ball and got us got us an insurance run off a righty. He's I, I, don't see how you, I, I don't see how you don't play Luplo right now every day. I mean. If Ahmed Rosario was basically playing every day, Lupo should be playing every day. He's a Lupo's a better player. Yeah, he, he's been yes, the, yes he is. He Jordan Lupo is a hundred times better than Ahmed Rosario. Well, maybe not a hundred, but yes, Jordan Lupo should be playing every day right now. Now that's also an indictment on your team when he's one of your top two hitters. <laughs> well, right now, yeah, but here you know what? You go back. It's these little trades that the Indians always. The big trades, they don't do nearly as well as the little trades. But, you know, you go back now three years, and the Indians got Jordan Luplo and the great Max Moroff. And the Gonzo deal, yeah. Eric Gonzalez, who is still on the Buccos, but, like, the Indians were loaded at shortstop. And, I mean, you know, at the time, I watched, even uh, more I, loaded now. I watched Gonzo against the unnamed team this week. He raked a little bit at a couple of big RBIs. Cool swing. I always like to swing. I I'm a fan. I've always been a Gonzo fan. I think he's, you know. He's fine. He's serviceable. Except when he airmailed that throw in the oh, please. ALDS. Oh, the left side of the infield of Gonzo and, and uh, Geo at one point. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, All right. my God. Go D- Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a little reset here. Waitingfornextyear.com is where you find us or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, what's going on at the Center for Advanced Dentistry? Um you know, let's talk about Ben Hornstein for a second here. Now, that guy delivers against lefties or righties. Let's talk about teeth, huh? Let's, Doctor Ben. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I think he's a. I think he's right-handed. <laughs> Doctor Ben can do it all. He is not only is he an incredible dentist, America's greatest dentist, might I add, but his organization over there at the Center for Advanced Dentistry with himself and now his partner. The new king of Eastside Dental, Dr. Sean Schlessel, he does an unbelievable job as well. They put you at ease. Everything is super clean. They take great care of you. They have great hygienists who have been there forever. It's a long-standing team of great people on the Eastside. They're right off of 271, off of the Chagrin uh, Boulevard exit, right there in Orange Place. You know, if you're looking for a dentist, and I've said this before, I don't care if you live on the West Side. Jump in your car. Get yourself to the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Give them a call. Tell them the Dairy Brothers sent you. You can reach them at 216-595-1710 or uh, cfad.net. You can also check them out on Twitter at CFAD Beachwood. But seriously, give them a call. Anything you need in terms of, of, of dentistry, they'll take care of you. So, again, Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein, Dr. Sean Schlessel, 216-595-1710 and tell them the Dairy Brothers sent you. Now, I'll tell you another reason he's great. Because Dr. Ben also, he gets t-shirts from Breaking Tea. And does he? Does he really? What do, you, what do you think he does? He uses the code, baby. 
Well, I love that. If you want 10% off at uh, BreakingTea.com slash dairy, go to BreakingTea.com slash D-E-R-Y. That way it takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. And uh, get get your gear, man. The Uncle Brian and the Boys t-shirt. Did yours arrive yet, by the way? Uh, it arrives Tuesday. I got it's, I got two shipments coming. The Uncle Brian shirt arrives Tuesday. I got uh, two other shirts that arrived this week. Um, one was a... It was just a cool shirt. It's a it's 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 his respect in the Portland Trailblazers like font. It's black with red and just says respect. I just think it was a cool shirt, and I guess it's uh, um, Damian Lillard. I don't know the first thing about the NBA anymore, but uh, it's a cool shirt, and I got it just because it says respect in black with red letters. I dig it, and I got a nice end racism T-shirt there too. So they got everything. You know me. They got everything. everything. They do. And uh, even Tatis has had, of course, had a big weekend against Kershaw and uh, Trevor Bowers. They have a Tatis Day shirt. They got an Eye of the Storm shirt where he's covering his eye as he's running around first uh, after the home run off Bauer the other day. BreakingTea.com. What's that? Can I say something before you finish the Breaking Tea ad? I I know Trevor Bauer, we all think, you know, is nuts and, and, uh, uh, you know, it's it's easy to love him. It's easy to hate him. I have mad respect for him because he's good for the game. T- Fernando Tatis hit the two home runs the first time he covered his eye, and then the second time, or and then and then the second time he crossed the plate, he did the uh, Conor McGregor walk, which the, the strut does, yeah, the strut, yeah, which yeah. Bauer does, and the, the, and they asked the the media asked Bauer after the game what his reaction was, and he goes, you know what, I loved it. He said, if I strike him out and I want to do that, great. If he takes me deep. He has every right to do whatever he wants to do. I'm paraphrasing there, but props out to Bauer for acting that way about it and not being one of these old school unwritten rules. He also mentioned, which I liked, he said, you know, I think throwing at a guy after he takes you deep is completely Bush League and weak. So good props out to Trevor. Yeah, no, I think it was a good storyline this weekend. And Padres Dodgers is really the only exciting part of Major League Baseball right now. I'm trying to get excited about the Tribe. We watch the games. We're diehards. But a lot of these games are snooze fest. And, and Padres, Dodgers, all the you look at Breaking Tea, all these T-shirts they make are from those two teams, it seems like. But got a ton of Padres stuff. It does, and they're exciting. So go to BreakingTea.com slash Dairy. Use the promo code TRIBECAST10, and you'll get 10% off your stuff at BreakingTea.com. All right, let's get into this, Todd. Um we could go. We're going to get into the pitching matchups, everything else in a second. Twins and White Sox this week, but off the field, uh, Roberto Perez over the weekend uh, posted on his Instagram a message basically saying uh, you shouldn't wear masks, and that and that uh, mask is my 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 mask is my immune system. Right. Is what he said. And 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 so he posted that. That got reposted all over Twitter. Uh, Karen Chak, he's not going to stop with 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 you know his. Uh, what appears to be white nationalist views <laughs> uh, on social media, which brings up an interesting point about the fans and about their reaction to this. You and I are a little bit different on it, and that's okay. But it is time for this franchise, for somebody to speak up and say something about it because it's going to drive the wedge even further between this organization and its fan base. A lot of the fans are gone, all right? Fernando Reyes is a home run, right? Yesterday, four to three, and so Hayden Grove or one of these guys, Cleveland.com or wherever Hayden's from, I follow, or, or Ryan Lewis or Zach or whomever will post. Hey, Fernando Reyes, this or Mandy, Fernando Reyes, that. 
Look at the reactions. Look at what people respond to Zach and to Ryan and to Hayden, even to, even to Todd's Twitter, which is more active on the Indians than me. People don't like this team. People are upset. People want, oh, so, uh, you know, Frondmill hits a home run. And the Indians will even say, man, the Frondmill's at it again. What a, what a, you know, La Mole. And then the first five tweets back are what? Oh, yeah, so is Dolan going to trade him when his contract's up? Oh, are we going to trade him? Oh, uh, can we pay him? I mean, there's a big wedge between this franchise and its fan base. And then now you got players on social media putting some of their political stuff out there. Someone's got to say something. And I heard from some sources that it will be addressed soon, maybe as early as today, by somebody in the organization. They need to start answering some questions like, hey, do you guys have somebody on your staff that is taking these players aside and saying, guys, maybe not right now is the time to be posting this kind of stuff. Because you still have paying customers trying to come in. And they're not coming in. So there's a problem there. And they better fix it. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, I, I, I've said this to you both on air, on air, on this podcast and off. I have a very hard time rooting for the insane relief pitcher. I, I, I do. I, I do. I've been to now. Yesterday was my fourth game. He came in and he was incredible. But and then he runs off the field and he's a goofball and whatever it is. And I just I have a really hard time with rooting for someone like with his the way he is. And and I should be able to separate it, but I can't. And I can assure you this. And it's this. And this is the big problem. I'm still a paying customer. I know other paying customers who will not go and don't want to pay for it <laughs> for several reasons. But this is just you know, icing on the cake here. And again, if he wants to have, he wants to be an anti-vaxxer, that's his business. But then to go on social media and compare it to Nazism, that's where you lose me. I'm I'm sorry. I have a problem with that. And if you have a problem with, with me having a problem with it, so be it. This is, just where I'm at with it. I have yeah, a, but it's but it's I a business. Under, I don't understand it. But, but it's a business. Point, right to your point, and this is where listen. The social media aspect of, of baseball has been a great thing, and it's been a terrible thing. The, I mean, the fact that that you know, and and it's not even just baseball. It's all sports. I go back to when EJ Liddell in Ohio State lost to who did they lose to? Oral Roberts. EJ Liddell posted one screenshot after another of people attacking him, a college kid for losing a basketball game. And of course, you know, throwing out racist crap, or you see a bunch of these fans who attacked Yu Chang, you know, because he's Asian and horrible. So, so yes. So that part of social media is terrible. Then there's other stuff or, or, or all the Trevor Bauer stuff over the years. But then there's also really good stuff about social media and the stories that you that you wouldn't see, you know, or videos you might not have seen about a player doing something nice for a kid or whatever it is. I mean, it goes both ways. But but the biggest problem that I have, and, and you're right, you go back to this. The, the Indians, like the Indians, will tweet anything, and it's one negative comment after another. Now, Twitter is not real life; it's very small sample size, but it's the you know, it, it's definitely the, the it's the instant re, it's the instant reaction, and the organizations yeah. on there. You can't tell me Bart Swain, Bob DiBiase, Curtis Danberg, 
long, so long time employees of this company, uh, of this organization, don't see this and how they can't kind of rectify it a little bit. Because this isn't, or Tom Hamilton made a great point a few weeks ago. What more do the fans want? Yes, the Dolans have put out a very good product for a very long time. It's been consistent. It's been a winner. You've had MVP guys. You've had Cy Young guys. But when you just lose somebody like Lindor and there was and the ownership never came forward to talk and be transparent, you're going to lose some fans. And so now that's kind of the that's kind of the bed that you're lying in right now. So when your your players are posting stuff, who on the Milwaukee Brewers has a problem with masks or a vaccine? Do we know? Cardinals, Yankees, I mean, I could keep going. We don't know because maybe they're buttoned up a little bit and know, hey, guys, we're in a rough spot right now with the pandemic. We can only have a certain percentage of fans. Let's reach out to the fans. Let's stay off this stuff. The Indian players, Karen Chak, Roberto, oh, man, they're just out there pumping this stuff out. And it's stupid because you're going to keep paying customers away if that's how they feel. And sorry, that's how business works. you got to be smarter than that. Well, I, 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 again, I agree with you. The other problem that I have, listen, the, the Indians have been a model of stability and the most stable franchise in the city for a long, long time. Yeah. Okay? They're, they, 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 you know, like it or not, they are the most consistent winning team in the city, and it's not close. And God bless Paul Dolan and his, his the fact that all of these people continue to work for him and have forever because he's – like, Andy was on here talking about what a wonderful man he is to work for and the family's so great and yada, yada, yada. But also sometimes stability can be a bad thing. Listen, I, I, we've known Bobby DiBiasio forever, okay? We've known, you know, uh, you know, you know the names Dennis Lehman, Bart Swain, Curtis Danberg, Bobby DiBiasio. These are the same guys that have been there since you and I were, like, teenagers. How do these guys, how can, here's what I don't understand. This is this is a completely different world than we were living in in 1989 or whenever these guys all started their jobs. Jim Folk, there's another one. These guys never leave the organization. When, don't you think that at a certain point, getting some new, younger blood who knows how to deal with public relations in 2021 and knows how to deal with players in 2021 in terms of in terms of the public relations, don't you think that having that infused in would be a good idea? I don't, I mean, again, this is, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know what's going on inside of those offices because I don't work there. But it just seems to me that sometimes stability and having the same guys forever doing the same jobs forever, at a certain point it gets stale. That's right. And a change is needed. And this organization has lost season ticket holders almost every single year. Even after they won the World Series in 2016 and had the streak in 2017, it's not like we went back to the years of Jacobs Field where no, we didn't win. We didn't win the World Series. We didn't win the World we Series. Went back to 10,000 right. fans a right. night. Oh, I know. It make it makes no sense that you are one of the lowest. That, and I've and I've yelled at the fans before, and I've and I've defended the organization because there are some good people there. But in this instance, yes. you're right. There's a there's but a divi- there's a wedge there's a wedge that they created they're they're creating this latest wedge they didn't come close to re-signing Lindor and had to trade him they had to let a lot of players go and they've said well we tried well we've tried but but okay well you need to start trying with some of your players 
who are posting some things that are going to turn people away from the turnstiles. That's just good. And you need to make a statement. Someone needs to come out and say, you know what? We've nipped this in the bud. We find it unacceptable. You, you botched the uh, uh, Callaway thing where one minute Antonetti's saying he didn't know, and the next minute he said, so right now PR is very important because the team outside of yesterday was struggling. And so the timing of Roberto's post yesterday morning was like, geez, this team can't beat the Yankees. They can't score runs. They're boring. They're under 500. Their their best players are all leaving, and fans are upset. And then the catcher, who we all love, who's been there forever, who's one of the heroes from 2016, Roberto Perez, who seems like an awesome dude, puts it out there like, well, my mask is on the inside. It's like, oh, boy. Really? Really? That's what I'm saying. And, and again, they they can't force these guys in any way to get vaccinated, unfortunately. They can't force these guys to keep their mouths shut. This isn't the new. This isn't the New York Yankees. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of cachet. I, by the way, off topic. The Yankees can't have facial hair and can't have long hair. Bit is so fucking lame. Like, <laughs> I look, like, like, come on. I know. I look at fresh face Corey Kluber. You know, on the bench this week, I'm like, man, needs his beard back. <laughs> come on. By the way, but Mike Ford's gut is hanging out. He's got this ugly mustache. What's the difference? He's, he's Pete Vukovic, essentially. Is what he looks like. Well, he tattooed. He, t- he tattooed. He tattooed that ball off a of, off a of Tristan yesterday. Oh, I, I I I saw it, and I do I do want to get back to when we get into the pitching matchups. I do quickly want to touch on the pitching, but but just to to close the loop here, you you have a problem in terms of 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 marketing this team. You lost your most marketable player. You traded the redacted ex shortstop, which by the way was one hundred percent the right decision, and not signing him to a ten year contract. Or a twelve-year contract was again one hundred percent the right decision. Moratorium, moratorium. Yes, but you have a PR problem that is not going away, and you have the same guys who have been dealing with this for I don't know how many years, and nothing seems to change, and the fans seem to be getting angrier and angrier. And at a certain point, it's going to break, and it's going to be even worse than it is now. Like, God forbid, they go into the tank and go 70 and 90 or whatever it is, it's going to be really, really ugly down there in September. If they're not, if they're not winning, the bottom line always is winning. And, and, yeah. and that would be a great thing if this team can turn it around. I, I'm not giving up on them. I, I think they've got some moves they've got to make. We don't have to rehash that. But, you know, there's some guys coming. I'm excited to see what Arias is going to look like. I'm excited. I think Jimenez at 22 is at least he's playing, and they're playing him every day, and he's going to make some mistakes, and his swing has got to be cut down. Get Daniel Johnson up here. Owen Miller. There's guys coming. Sam Henches is going to be a stud in this rotation. That's awesome. Who even knows if Eli Morgan will get a sniff one of these days, or or any of these guys? So there's guys coming, which is great. But you're right. Um, some of this other PR stuff that's on the organization, and they, I from what I hear today. Someone is going to address this because you can't keep having guys posting stuff, then have that be what's being talked about, and then have friends of ours. I talked to somebody yesterday morning who said this is not good. As a fan, I don't like it. Well, if, if you're turning, if that's turning you off, on top of being below 500, not a good sign. Period. Yep, I agree. Let's get into the pitching matchups and talk a little bit more. Baseball. All right. So, so to wrap things up today here on uh, the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, let's discuss. So, week's not going to get any easier. The Twins have been hit hard by COVID. I think they've lost six of seven. They got dominated by the Pirates this weekend at home. You look at Minnesota and you go, "What is going on with the Twins uh, being in, in fourth place in this division?" 
But Kepler's been out. Simmons, I think, is coming back this week. Sano is out. Uh, but tonight, uh, 6-10 for Plesak and Jose Barrios. Zach has got to get going, Todd. I don't know. Everything's middle of the plate with him. We need a, we need a big start from him tonight. Yeah, it's a, and, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but it's a big problem and why you have to keep that extra arm that essentially only two of your five starters have been able to go past five innings. And it's put so much pressure on Savali and Bieber to be so good. And, and you know, you see that they've kind of separated the the three they've they've basically toggled the the rotation to be that way so Plesak and McKenzie and uh Allen are all not in a row yeah I mean Logan Allen's supposed to pitch on Wednesday against uh, Jay Happ Happ has been very good Tuesday uh Maeda who of course was an all-star last year and their ace struggled this year so far against Aaron Savali so two righties Barrios and Maeda and then Wednesday afternoon will you be at the day game on Wednesday um, I'm going Tuesday night with the executive producer, and Wednesday, uh, yes, I have a, I have an appointment in my schedule at one ten, uh, doctor's appointment with uh, Doctor Francona. So uh, <laughs> yes, I will. I will be there. Logan Allen uh, against Jay Happ on uh, Wednesday, and then uh, Friday the the team goes to Chicago again. So another series with the White Sox. White Sox are hot. Um, they've won four in a row and seven of ten. And they're right there nipping at the heels of the Royals at 12-9. and nine. Lance Lynn coming off the DL uh, will start Friday for Chicago in my research against Shane Bieber. Tristan McKenzie on Saturday against Dallas Keuchel. And then Sunday, Plesak and Giolito. But not, it's not getting any easier. The Twins racked us around. I think they were 7-3 and three against us last year. And they can still hit. We know that. And um, and then the White Sox. So the pitching's got to be better, like you said. I mean, even yesterday watching McKenzie, I mean, he's getting swings and misses. He's got a good arsenal. But, man, you know, he's starting every count 2-0, 3-0, and walking the ballpark. It's, you know, his pitch count's in the 60s in the second and third inning. That's trouble. You know, it's, tra- it's there for him. He's got to put it together. I agree. And, you know, yesterday he was 3-1 to four of the first five batters. He loaded the bases the first and luckily got out of it. Uh, the second and the third, he, you know, he, he looked much better. I was like, oh, maybe he's turning the corner. And then he gave up the back-to-back homers, um, which wasn't great. But they, they've got to get someone out of those three, Allen, Plesak, and McKenzie. Someone's got to show something soon. Uh, the good news is Sam Hedges looked, has looked pretty good in his two uh, appearances, especially yesterday. Um it's almost like they've been doing a lot of piggybacking with Quantrill, too, in there. Quantrill's been up and down. Uh, he got bailed out yesterday because that ball was going right up the middle that he, he snagged um, uh, with two outs. But, uh, you know, between Quantrill, it's it's almost like Quantrill and Hentges are, are uh, backing those other three guys up. And then, you know, the bullpen, the rest of the guys – it's been unbelievable how unhittable Class A and uh, uh, you know number ninety nine have been back there. It's it's remarkable. I mean, <laughs> his last you just 12, you just won't say his name. This is this is this no, is a, this is a new his, bit. It, his, his his last the last twelve batters he's faced eced eleven strikeouts and a hit by a pitch. Oh, I mean, he's a, incredible. he's incredible. He's incredible. It's, 
but you get a lead going into the eighth inning and it's over. Over. So let's just get to the eighth <laughs> inning with a lead one of these times, start hitting the ball, and maybe we'll actually be able to turn it but over. See, that's the thing is like I think guys like Plesak and, and, and McKenzie and to an extent Logan Allen, and I, I, I'm interested in seeing how he does on Wednesday, but um, – they need to be pitching with a lead or, or just knowing there's some base runners so they can relax. I mean, he needs these, these, these one, two, three. Like yesterday, Ty owns a first inning of nine pitches. And McKenzie's right back out there. Like, you're putting a lot of stress on these pitchers. And you look at it, only the Yankees by one less run and the unnamed team, who's a joke, uh, have worse offenses when it comes to runs scored so far in the American League. The Indians have scored 76 runs. That's not enough, but they've only allowed 76. So while we're 9-11 and 11 in the middle of the pack in the, in the, in the American League, our run differential is not so bad. Like I said, it's better than the A's. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's better than Tampa Bay's, who, who have a better record. So, gosh, if we could just score some runs and... God, the, 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 some of the two-out approaches. Put the ball in play. Make, put some pressure on the other team. That's... Yeah, where, where, where I, I think you hit the nail on the head was was it's these big innings. It's yesterday, first inning. It's McKenzie threw 20, or 29 pitches. He struggled to get through the first. But then they come out, and it's like, Swinging at the you know first and second pitch, and then and Tyon throws nine pitches, and he's right back out there. The offense, the, watching the Yankees work counts, and they do this every year. And I got to give them a ton of credit. Yeah, they're excellent they just at work it. Work these they're, counts. They do they get to these pitchers, and they it, they get them out by the sixth inning, no matter how good they are, just because they're always working the counts. We got to do a better job with that, even if it's not even getting getting hits. Work those counts longer, dude. We've gone forty nine minutes. Remember, I think you told me you needed to wrap it up. Quickly. Yeah, I have a I have a one o'clock meeting at Panera, so I got to uh... just wear your mask, okay? Oh yeah, no, 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 it's all good. Things are looking up here in Michigan. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> mask up, Michigan. All right, uh, Matt and Todd, Dairy Brothers Tribecast for another week. Uh, hopefully, we have some big, exciting news today, like the DFA that we've been waiting on. If not, I'll be uh, listening to Hammy and Rosie, or I, I, I the TV will be off tonight. Uh, my wife would be like, "What's wrong with you? Isn't there a game on?" I don't, I don't believe you. I don't. Well, you can, you could, you and Jeremy can update me via text. I'll be mulching or uh, reading a good book or watching uh, Carnival Carnival Eats or something like that, or the Rowdy Roddy Piper um, biography on A and E. I could rewatch that. That was great last night. I need to watch the first half hour. Good stuff. All right, buddy. We'll talk next week. Sounds good. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access. 